Speakers Bank Podcast. Our voices, our views. Welcome. I am Vinita. And I'm Sherwin. From JTI. Speakers Bank Podcast. Our, our voices, our views. We are here today talking to Anne Hutchinson, one of the speakers of Speakers Bank. Hi, Anne. Um, can you please tell us about something about yourself? Something about myself? Um, I'm 38. I live with a brain injury. I've recently moved to Dufton. Yep, I don't know how I feel about that yet. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's me at the moment. Just mumbling through. Yeah, and can you tell me like what is acquired brain injury and in your case how did you get that? Um, a quiet brain injury is any damage to the brain for various reasons. Any time after birth mm-hmm. is considered acquired. Mine was the result of a stroke at 30 years old. Um, that was caused by an immune deficiency that I didn't know about. So it was undiagnosed and became clots and horror. So mm-hmm. that that's. Yeah, what happened? So lifelong treatment now. So it's been six years. Eight years. Eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand eleven. Um, how does your condition affect your working environment and your hobbies? Um. Well, the work environment is affected because my stamina is reduced. Okay. Um. I can only work one to two days a week. Or I run out of puff and my brain burns out and I end up just a gross mess. Do you work at home or outside? I'm not currently working, but okay. when I was, I was working in the city. Oh, nice. So commuting into into Melbourne and doing a bit from home if I was fatigued or, you know, my boss had to be quite flexible with my nonsense. <laughs> and what challenges are you facing right now these days? Right now, moving has been a huge, huge thing for me, Um, adapting to the new environment because where I was living was such a close community and I knew everyone in the town and now I know like three people and I would like one of them. (laughs) Um, The rest are a bit odd but yeah, it's been challenging and not working is, is made making it worse because I don't have that routine so that's my current challenge is getting back to work. Um, how do you overcome those challenges? Um, persistence. <laughs> um, I think I'm quite stubborn so I just dig my heels in and do it regardless and just do what needs doing. There's no, there's no secrets. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. There's no golden, yeah. you know, miracle. And for uh, for your transportation, do you drive or you do you take your public transportation? I I do drive, um, but I can't drive when I'm fatigued. Okay. So in that case, I use public transport. It's also much cheaper than yeah. petrol. And how long how long does it take you to from here to your work? Um, from here. Mm. About 40 minutes. Um, so I'm a bit, I'm more central than I was, um, but it's another 40 minutes to get back to mum. 
<laughs> it's a bit of it. It's a bit of far for you and yeah. it'll be difficult. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. 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 And it's lots of traffic that I'm not used to. Oh. In, in your condition, mm -hmm. do you need any support by someone else or you're uh, traveling I, by yourself? Traveling, traveling I'm fine. Oh, yeah, um, when I was initially um, very, very sick, mm -hmm. um, I had a vision impairment mm -hmm. um, and I did have support from the guide dogs. Victoria came out, oh, they had an ABI team, they yeah. were wondrous. I had a white cane and <laughs> they taught me how to use the trains and it was very exciting and gross and horrible um, but as I've gotten more well and my vision's returned and that's all rocking along um, I can get around independently yeah and you just talk about your vision impairment mm -hmm. how long does uh, it take to return to your normal in my case it took about five years to completely return um, so you know, it's constant improvement, constant improvement with a brain injury, yeah. except with aphasia because that doesn't go away. Um, so, three or four years, I was confident enough to drive from my house in Nanagoon to the Nanagoon train station and get on the train and then conduct my life. Um, but yeah, it didn't take me long to get just driving. Yeah, so for five years you you so. yeah, so yeah. you use guide guide dog for the yeah I used the cane um, particularly when I was under stress because the nature of brain injury is that under stress your symptoms return so when I'm at an airport I use my white cane still because I freak out and my brain shuts down and my eyes don't work <laughs> and I need people around me to be aware that I need to be considered yeah. and the white hand is very helpful for that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so it's just an added little safety net. Yeah. You know, security blanket. <laughs> I just cuddle my stick and off I go. It's good. It's good. And now you're living in Debton. How do you feel living here? Compared if to I, your old... Go, oh, well my old place was so comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> that's all we need anyway. Yeah, it's just so comfortable. Yeah. And because my mum was my carer for a long time, um, she was right there. Mm -hmm. So now, and let's move to the current situation. Mm -hmm. Like, how, what do you think about NDIS? The NDIS yeah. is odd. <laughs> what do you mean by it's that? It's really hard to navigate as a person. Um, I don't know how people who have lifelong disabilities cope but someone who has no knowledge of disability I had a really hard time managing the whole system yeah. um, I have a plan it's nearly six months old and I've completely used up all of my allied health funding and I've still got six months to go so I'm in the process of reviewing my plan because I didn't know what to ask yeah. for and now six months into it I feel better about it. Yeah. Is it easy to get uh, get into them? No. <laughs> no. Um, because I don't look disabled. Yeah. Uh, I had a real challenge um, getting enough documentation together to even get approved. Yeah. And then the person who did my plan had no knowledge of brain injury. Okay. So every step's been a challenge. Yes. 
been difficult for you. <coughs> it has. It's been a huge, <laughs> huge struggle. But you know, it's happening. I get home care paid for by the NGOs, and that's made a big difference to living away from mum. I couldn't do it without so support. You're there supporting me. Yeah, yeah. Because I um, I need standby assistance for showering and stuff. Mm -hmm. Just so I'm safe. I can wash my own body, yeah. but I need, I use the shower chair and because of my brain injury, yeah. I have balance issues. Okay. So hot water and closed eyes, I tend to get the wobbles. Yeah. So having someone here, just so I can have a bloody shower and <laughs> wash my hair. Like it's, it's the little things mm -hmm. that you don't notice until you have a brain injury and you can't do it yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's been, it's been good. That's one NDIS win. What are you, is it is to get into NDIS and what is your suggestion to our viewers of mm -hmm. how to get in and what do you expect? Yeah, what do they expect from them to wait? Yeah. Like, you know, what's the limitation? Is, this, is okay. there a limit? No, no. Um, my only real piece of advice going into any situation with the NDIS is know what you're talking about oh, okay. have all your backup documentation and be very prepared because I've done um, a couple of courses with Ballard um, on NDIS preparation mm -hmm. and I had all my documentation in place I still walked out thinking I'd been hit by a bus mm -hmm. but you just have to be prepared and once you're in and you've got accepted, and that only takes about a month okay. in my case. Um, I've got friends who have had very different you know, experiences. But once I get you in and the ball's rolling, it's reasonably quick. Yeah. I had everything kind of the paperwork signed and all of that happening within about a month. So two months, so I can start to finish. But now, six months later, I'm it's reviewing still, it. Yeah. It's still not right. Yeah. It doesn't really meet all of my needs. Okay. So, you know, I think it's going to be a bit of back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Anne. Yeah. What message do you want to give our viewers who are watching you about your um, situation? Okay. Um. Keep keep pushing. Keep just keep pushing everything, and don't stab your neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you have to be persistent, you have to decide you are going to recover and I may never have 100% recovery but every day is better. So if you have any topics, issue or concern you want us to feature in this show, please contact us at 9314-0988 or visit www.speakersbank.org.au. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
Speakers Bank Podcast. Our voices, our views. Welcome. I am Nema. I am Andrea. And I'm Otsura. From JTI, Speakers Bank Podcast. Our voices, our views. We are here today talking to Anne Hutchinson, one of the Speakers Bank speakers. Our topic today, uh, we're going to be discussing to Anne about being out in the community with such condition, how it feels like and how it is. So my first question to Anne is, do you think there is equal opportunity for people with disability out in the community? No. <laughs> no, that was simple, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of fear I went around people with disabilities. Mm. People don't know how to re don't know how to respond or react. So they just don't react. They just give you nothing. Or they avoid the subject. But no, there's definitely a challenge to finding work when you have a disability of any kind. Fair enough. Yes, um, so my second question is, how will you, ad how will you advocate to people who have, uh, to have equal opportunity in terms of employment? I think um, persistence is crucial. If you don't keep hassling people and keep asking for opportunities, you're not going to get them. Um, because people don't know that you want them. You know, they don't know right. what you're looking for, so you have to be quite a hmm. Yeah, and so follow-up question is, have you experienced discrimination throughout your condition because quite a lot of time in the community this discrimination is like uh, a very big part in the community so have you ever experienced anything like that um, in your condition out in the community? Not, not in the community because I look normal. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Um, because I can pass for completely normal, normal. Um, but it means that if I do need consideration, I need to ask for it. There's no consideration given. I'm ignored equally with the rest of the community. Um, but no, I haven't really experienced discrimination. Yep. So have you <coughs> at least witnessed anyone in the community with a disability who has been discriminated yeah, because of their conditions? Yeah. Can yeah. you give I, us a story? Um, working within, because I volunteer for um, several disability groups, um, people have just assumed that you're a moron, especially with brain injury because you sound a bit different and takes it longer to get the hang of something, people assume you're dumb. And people in who has physical limitations have it even worse. People they don't know what to do, so they just treat you like trash. And one of the groups I run is a group for people with intellectual disabilities and they break my heart. They're what has been done to them throughout their lives has just kept them down because it's assumed that they're incapable and it makes me furious. It's just horrible. So I try not to do that to people. Mm. Even the grumpy old lady in the you know, supermarket, she's got issues too. So, so Anne, we're going to ask you about employment. 
So the first question is, what do you work and what do you do? In the previous position that I had, I worked um, for a brain injury awareness and advocacy agency, um, teaching people with brain injuries how to use social media to stay connected and reduce isolation. And that was very challenging. Yes, it was, it was full on. And what was the other part of the question? <laughs> oh, okay, so the second question is, how do you feel difficulties in finding employment? I, I was fortunate with the first job I got after my disability because I went and studied disability at TAFE and got my certificate for, and during the placement for that course, I got a job. Um, and I still volunteer for that crazy organisation with the prospect of more work so that's you know that's sort of how I got into it my other job was with an organization that I was a member of the brain injury organization um, just happened to have work come up so luck <laughs> luck and putting my hand up and saying yes I'll do I'll do that I'll do that thing I can do that thing and this is the last part of our question and the first question is have you uh, have you how have you uh, reconnect to the community after experiencing this situation um, I was lucky because I lived in an area where everyone knew me yeah. um, they also knew what had happened to me which was not all great because they all were a bit judgy but they kind of embraced me with all of my craziness and my new <laughs> fluffy brain injury and I volunteered at the op shop and got reconnected into groups that I'd lost touch with in working and having a life. <laughs> I was back in Nunavik and I couldn't work, I couldn't do anything else so I volunteered with the op shop and at the local church and that was, that was so good. That was just extraordinary. And then the second question is, how would you re uh, how would you encourage the people to go out and reconnect in the community? I would say volunteer. Yeah. Um, once you're strong enough, because recovery is such a weird thing. Once you feel well enough to start walking around your local area, start volunteering. Ask people if they need help with anything. And it's really, it's, it's what worked for me. I'm not promising anything, but you know, that's what worked for me. And I found a whole host of people that were wonderful and patient and put up with my nonsense and worked around my craziness instead of just looking at me like I was a lunatic. So, you know, that's, that's my tip, is just join in. Just push your way into things. Thank you so much Anne for having us and um, we are very happy. I don't know if you have any questions or any comments um, at this point of time. I don't think so. I think we've covered everything we needed to. Thank you so much. So to finish off, if you have any topics, issues or concerns you want us to feature, feature in the show, please contact us at Nine, uh, nine three one four zero nine eight, or visit www.speakersbank.org.au.
Thank you.